This is the Marathon Training Academy podcast, episode 400. This podcast is brought to you by Oladance Open Earbuds. They have 360 degree superior sound, but they actually never enter your ear, so there's no ear fatigue. Listen to your favorite podcast and never lose track of what's happening around you. Visit oladance.com, that's O-L-A-D-A-N-C-E, oladance.com, and use the code MTA20 for 20% off. Thanks also to MetPro Nutrition Coaching. Speak with a metabolic expert about your goals and get actionable steps towards fueling for performance, losing weight, adding muscle, or changing your body composition. Go to metpro.co forward slash MTA to get $500 off their concierge coaching. Welcome to the Marathon Training Academy podcast. In this episode, we hear from listeners about what motivated them to become long-distance runners. Plus, Coach Angie will share tips on how to get started or how to resume a strength training routine. And remember that as an Academy member, you get access to all of our training plans, back podcast episodes, courses, including our new strength training program. Find out how to become a member when you visit MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. All right, so episode 400, it only took us 12 years, almost 13 years to get to this number. Did you ever imagine that we would make it to 400 episodes and 12 plus years of podcasting? I guess I didn't really think about it. You know, we just keep doing it every year and the years rack up. It's it's funny how time flies. A lot of good memories. And Angie, you actually had the idea as we were approaching episode 400, we wanted to do something special and you had the idea to have people call in and leave a voicemail. So really glad it worked out this way. Yeah, I mean, our listeners are the reason that we're here at episode 400. So we right. appreciate each and every one of you. We love to hear your running stories. You guys hear from us enough. So <laughs> <laughs> so we get to hear from you. That's right. And like always, we want to give some shout outs to folks in the community. Here's an interesting comment um, that someone posted on our blog recently. I'll let you read that. Yeah, Dan says, I'm a 72-year-old man who just started running, and I'm actually able to complete a 5K in a leisurely 34 minutes. My wife of 51 years just achieved a full 5K and is both surprised and proud. Even at these older years, the body is truly amazing. Yeah, and that was posted on a podcast episode we did a long time ago about considerations for older runners. That's right. That post gets a lot of feedback and traffic to this day. So I think it's really indicative of how many people are taking up running um, at older ages. Yeah, so we just wanted to read that because here, this gentleman is 72 and just started running, and you can hear the excitement in his voice. So That's right. That's, that's what's so awesome about our sport. This comes from Jacqueline. She says, I recently ran a half marathon and got a personal best with a time of one hour, 56 minutes and 26 seconds. I'm so thrilled. I want to thank my amazing MTA coach, Antonio, because with his kind support and weekly training plans, I have had a brilliant 2022. On May 1st, I had my first sub two hour half marathon. And in October, I ran my first ever marathon in Chicago. And my recent personal best was the cherry on the top of a great running year. Also, thanks to Angie and Trevor, I've been listening to your podcast since 2016. And you're right. Running a marathon really does change your life. (laughs) That's what we love to hear. 
This comes from Scott. He says, well, today by my standards, I did something epic. I ran a 50K in seven hours and 12 minutes at the Douglasville Dam Ultra. It was a 2.4 mile loop on a very flat crushed gravel course. For someone who has dealt with low self-esteem issues my whole life, I'm super stoked. All the training paid off. That's a good name for an ultra, huh? The Douglasville Dam Ultra. (laughs) Probably goes around a dam. Well, I know. But but I'm sure people were using it in a different sense (laughs) during the race. (laughs) It's meaningful on many different levels. (laughs) And speaking of 50Ks, we heard from Steve in Ashland, Missouri. He says, I had heard a lot about ultra marathons, but I was overwhelmed by the distance. Could I really run that far? Someone once said I had what it takes to do hard things, so I decided this was the year to find out. I had the MTA 50K training plan in hand as I signed up for my race in a small town just south of Branson, Missouri. Race morning was the coldest start in the race's short history. It was 27 degrees and there were 16 water crossings, the first of which was at mile two. I finished the race in 6.30. Thank you, Team MTA, for all your help and good advice over these many years. I am truly thankful for having what it takes to become an ultra marathoner. And he says, sincerely, Steve. That's really neat. And it's it's cool because I've never met Steve in person, but I know who he is. He, he makes pancake art. Yes. He made the MTA logo out of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very talented, yes. not only in the running world, but also in the pancake world. And this comes from an Academy member named Marty. He says, good evening, MTA family. I just wanted to share that I finished my first 100 miler this weekend at the Daytona 100 miler. Wow, what an experience. Conditions were tough, but we got it done. I have been part of the awesome MTA family since two weeks after my first marathon in 2018. I learned a ton from coaches Lynn and Henry that definitely played a huge part in my success yesterday. I have a ton of stories and great memories of this incredible weekend to share, but for now, I just wanted to include you all in my good news. That is good news. Wow, that's that's incredible. <laughs> long way to run. And that comes from Marty. He's an Academy member, and it's been really cool to see since 2018 just what Marty has gone out there and done. And this final note comes from Marie. She says, hello, MTA friends. I love when Angie reads the success stories on the podcast, and although this is a bit late in coming, I'd like to share mine. This past summer, I registered for the Marine Corps Marathon, my first marathon ever. I was having a tough time mentally before my long runs, and I really needed some motivation. That's how I found the MTA podcast. She says, besides getting that motivation I desperately needed, I learned so much about running. One of the best things I learned was that I was training incorrectly. I decided to get a running coach, and MTA matched me up with Coach Carrie. Her plan for me was amazing, and she was great about changing it up to fit my schedule. Her training plan got me to sustain a faster pace for a longer period of time. Even more valuable than that, she gave me the confidence I needed to feel assured on race day that I could run a sub-five marathon. Unfortunately, I had GI issues during the race and had to stop three times and wait for a bathroom. We've all been there, unfortunately. That's never fun. Even so, I got two of my three goals met. Number one, love every minute, and number two, finish alive. (laughs) I finished with a time of 5.08, and I was so happy with that. I felt so strong and grateful for my physical ability to finish a marathon at age 54 years. I can't wait to run my next one. I'm so thankful for MTA and Coach Carey for helping me with this win. When I look back on my life's accomplishments, this is in my top 10. Thanks a million, Marie. That's awesome. What she said there about running the marathon being in her top 10 accomplishments. I think a marathon is a big enough challenge that probably for most of us, it would be in our top 10 list 
That's right. And even though we talk obviously about marathons a lot on this podcast, less than 1% of the population has ever run a marathon. So it is something that is still very rare. And it takes a lot of hard work and strength, both mental and physical. Yep. And that's why we wanted to hear why people get into it. We had a voicemail page set up and we asked people to share their name, where they're from, and what motivated them to get into long distance running. We're going to go ahead and play those right now. Well on my way. Hi, this is Laura McDonald from St. Clair, Michigan. I became a distance runner to impress a guy. It was 1997 and I was on a first date with a good runner. Before I realized it, I said, we should go running together sometime. It was that night that I realized I'd better start running. At the time, it felt near impossible, but on some level, I felt I could really be a runner. Today, I'm a distance runner for several other reasons. I've completed several marathons, ultras, and I run to show my kids what's possible. I run to show them what it looks like to chase really big goals, crush life, and build the impossible. Fun fact, I married the guy I wanted to impress over 25 years ago, but even more importantly, I'm proud of who I've become as a distance runner. Hello, my name is Mindy, and I live in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I started running after my second son was born, and I never stopped running, so uh, he is 27 years old this year. I was always mesmerized by athletes, and one day it just clicked. I'm going to begin to train for a half marathon, and many of you probably know what that leads to. And I did five marathons as of this year. I did my fifth one in Scranton, and I did my best time and felt the best at age 58 than I ever have. Run on, run free, wild thing is my model, and I got a tattoo last year with that on it. Hey, Angie and Trevor, it's Eric in St. Louis. We go back a long ways. As you know, I'm an adult onset runner who picked up the habit over 20 years ago to stay in shape and to give myself and my family the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual gifts that come with challenging ourselves to continuously prove that we can all do more than we think we can. And it all started as a one-and-done plan to run Grandma's Marathon in Duluth, but that's kind of turned into a bit of an obsession, one that's now extended to 115 marathons and ultras in Boston, Chicago, Leadville, and other places too numerous to mention. And the buckles and the medals, they're great reminders of the accomplishments, but I'm most proud and most thankful for the friends I've collected over the years. This is an incredible community of positive, friendly, helpful, high-energy people, and I appreciate all that you two do to keep us connected and motivated when we can't be together on a run or a race. So take care, my friends. We'll see you out there. Hi, my name is Nasa Waller. I'm from Newtown, Connecticut in the U.S. I became a long-distance runner back in 2016 because I wanted to run a mile for each of the 26 victims of the Sandy Hook School tragedy. I ran my first marathon in memory of Aviel Richmond. I found and listened to MTA during that training period and continue to listen to Trevor and Angie to this day. I plan to get to 26 marathons one day, hopefully, but take it one at a time. We can do hard things. Thanks, Angie and Trevor, for everything. Hey, Trevor and Angie. My name is Justin Benner, and I reside in Nashville, Tennessee. 
uh, like so many, I just started running as a means to uh, get some exercise in my day. And truthfully, when I first started thinking about running a full marathon, uh, that seemed so out of reach. And I was just so amazed that people were able to run that long of a distance. Fast forward, um, I eventually got enough courage to sign up for my first full marathon in Chicago in 2019. And after signing up, I wanted to uh, dig into some resources about how to best prepare. And, and that's how I came across the MTA podcast and successfully completed the Chicago Marathon and then ended up doing the New York City Marathon. Uh, really appreciate you all and the content that you guys bring through the podcast. It's been uh, super uh, encouraging to me, and it's just great to hear from everyday runners. And uh, I hope that one day I can maybe meet you all in person at a meetup and grab a beer with Trevor. Keep up the great work and hope to see you out there on the road. My name is Karen Gans, and I live on the western slope of Colorado in a little town called Palisade. I started long distance running because I once heard that less than one half of 1% of people on the planet have ever ran a marathon. And I thought, I think I can do that. I also had a wonderful group of friends, awesome running community, and that really helped motivate me to run my first marathon. My name is Christy Albers. I live in Franklin, Tennessee. And I was a runner for a long time before I started doing distance. I was doing 5Ks month after month, and I was at a race that had a 5K and a 10 mile. So I stayed after my race, and I was watching the people cross the finish line, and I thought the women running the 10 mile looked so strong and powerful, and I thought it was just amazing that they were doing something so, to me at the time, seeming so impossible. And so at that race, I decided I was going to do that next year. And so I ran the 10 mile next year. And over that time, I started cementing my identity of a person who can do something that's difficult. And I loved setting a goal that would really challenge me and doing it and then feeling like, wow, I accomplished something that was hard. And then I decided to go from that 10 mile to train for a half marathon. And I got my boss to do it with me. And about halfway through that training cycle, my boss and I realized that if we added two miles every weekend, then we could run the full marathon instead of the half. So we did that. I ran my first marathon before the half marathon. And it was awesome, except for I got that thing where you drink too much water and not enough anything else. I didn't know about that. And I fainted at mile 17 and then woke back up and somebody gave me some salt and I finished the race and it was terrible. That afternoon after I was sitting on the couch, I thought to myself, wow, I bet I could do better. And I did it the next year. And then I kept on thinking, I bet I could do more. I bet I could do better. And I only ever intended to run one, but now I've run 16 marathons. I love it. Having accomplished something difficult, it builds mental resilience for other things in your life, like um, a hard work situation or even be able to handle boredom. So I just love it now. And I can't imagine ever not being a runner. Hi, my name is Kate Van Arman from Thetford Center, Vermont. I've been running since I was in middle school where I grew up on a dairy farm and um, would run uh, because I was an introverted, shy kid and it just made me feel good. And I was able to continue running through my army life wherever I was stationed. You just put on a pair of sneakers and go out. And so I was able to experience beautiful places around the globe, whether it was the high mountain desert in Fort Huachuca, Arizona, or the hot sands in Balad, Iraq. But it's um, been an important part of my life. And I've loved to be able to share marathons running with my sister and my brother at different times. Thank you. 
Linda Swiller, Westlake Village, California. I became a runner uh, in 1979 because I was one unit short to graduate with my bachelor's. And I have run for 43 years. Ain't quitting now. I'm a therapist and it's my mental health. Happy holidays to everybody. Thanks for everything you do. Keep at it. Hi, this is Dave Schmidt from Pensacola, Florida. Back in 2008, I added to my bucket list the goal to run around the world. You know, the circumference of the world at the equator is 25,000 miles. So since 2008, I began tracking every mile I've run. Now, I'm not the world's best runner, and I am not fast. I slog along whether I'm running two miles or 26 miles. But I'm at close to 15,000 miles now with 10,000 miles still to go. You know, I, I don't have the same physical stamina that I had 14, 15 years ago, but man, running is so therapeutic. Every mile counts. So thanks MTA helping me get over the last five years, about 6,000 miles closer to my goal. Hopefully in eight years, I'll still be listening to MTA and Angie, Trevor, the both of you will help me get there. Hello, Trevor and Angie. My name is Liz and I live in Napa, California. I actually was on the track team in high school but I competed in the high jump, triple jump, and sprint events. I actually hated long-distance running, but it took blowing out my knee playing rugby in college to sort of shift my passions. So I discovered after that injury that I could run a straight line, and I just kind of kept going from there. I thought I was just going to run one half marathon in my life, but I have since run 12 half marathons and two full marathons. And then, of course, 2020 happened, and when the world shut down... Um, The Marathon Training Academy was there to bring the running community together by way of the social distancing running challenges. I have fostered many friendships in that group and have even met several members in the group in person. I want to give a special shout out to Tony, Alex, Jojo, and Tiffany. Y'all know who you are. Thank you, Angie and Trevor, for keeping the running spirit alive during the pandemic. And I look forward to earning my 2000 mile medal very soon. Shelby. I'm from Orlando, Florida, and I have been listening to MTA since 2013. I became a long distance runner as I was healing from an eating disorder in college. I stopped weighing myself and started fueling my body for performance instead of restricting to be as thin as possible. Running gives me a better relationship with my body and has been extremely beneficial to my mental health. I hope to be a marathoner for the rest of my life. Thank you so much, MTA, for being such an inspiration. Hi, my name is Britt, and I'm calling from Buffalo, New York, and I became a long-distance runner because it makes me feel free. My name is Roger. I live in Tokyo. I became a long-distance runner for a sense of community with like-minded individuals. My name is Rebecca, and I'm from Chilliwack, British Columbia. I started long-distance running because I was looking for a challenge, and lo and behold, the challenge turned into a passion, and I can't imagine my life without it. Hi, my name is Rhonda Folds, and I am from Justin, Texas. I started running to fight against Parkinson's disease progression, and the long distance just came naturally as I ran more. I've been a longtime listener of your podcast, and I really enjoy Marathon Training Academy. Hello, my name is Rumiko. 
I live in Japan. After raising two children as a single mother, I wanted to look at myself. That's why I became a long distance learner. My name is Alexa. I live in Palm Desert, California. I run long distance because the trip along the way makes me smile, breathe, see the beauty of the outdoors, and reflect on the wildness of life. I became a runner when I was in my early teens. I suffered with self-image, depression, a lot of anxiety. Running was my therapy. My name is Debbie. I live in Newmarket, Ontario, Canada, and my inspiration for long distance running is our Canadian icon, Terry Fox. When my son got cancer at 19 months of age, I had to give back, so I volunteered for the Terry Fox run, and now I run marathons. Thank you for all you do. You guys are wonderful. My name is Ben King. I live in Louisville, Kentucky. Back in 1967, when I started high school, I was going to go out for basketball. They said, if you're going out for basketball, we want you to run cross country to get in shape. So I ran on the cross country team. I loved running. And to this day, at 70 years of age, I still regularly get in 10Ks and 5Ks and will be in a race this Saturday. Thank you. I'm Abigail Torres from Isabel, California, originally from the Philippines. I started running to lose some weight after giving birth. But after I ran my first half marathon, I just got hooked to running. Running has been my savior. It gave me the release for all the stress that the COVID pandemic gave. And running has been my me time, my special time for myself to take care of myself. Because if I cannot take care of myself, I cannot take care of my family and my patients. Hi, I'm Rochelle. I'm from the Netherlands. I started running during the pandemic. Uh, I saw the Corona Lisa challenge and signed up. That's when I fell in love with running and with the community. And I just finished my second marathon. So, bye! Well, we have more voice messages coming your way. We wanted to take a quick break and thank our episode sponsors. We'd like to welcome our new sponsor, Oladance Wearable Stereo Earbuds. It's an earbud, but not quite like the earbuds that go inside your ear. These earbuds sit on top of the ear and you can still hear what's happening around you. So it keeps you safe while you're out running. You can be in the moment listening to a podcast, but still hear the traffic around you. Yeah, they call them Oladance open earbuds and they're really helpful so you don't get that ear fatigue. Sometimes when I have earbuds in, my ears just start to kind of get a little bit hot and itchy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so with these, they just sit kind of right on top of your ear and it really helps to prevent hearing loss and perfect for listening to whatever you enjoy while you work out. Um, the sound quality is really good. It's actually better than my in-ear earbuds. Yeah, it is really good. Perfect for podcast listening, and especially if you wear headphones for more than two hours a day, Oladance is a must-have. Of course, they're water and sweat proof, and they go up to 16 hours per charge. That's Oladance.com. Use the code MTA20 to save 20% off. Oladance.com. Use the code MTA20. My name's Sarah and I'm from New Jersey. I have been running long distance races for some time, around 20 years, but I'd never got past the half marathon distance. 
I really didn't think I ever wanted to run a full marathon as I knew what training was involved. However, I decided to download the MTA podcast in January 2020. I listened to back-to-back episodes over the next few weeks and decided I'm going to sign up for my first marathon. I registered for the Jim Thorpe Marathon in May, but of course we all know what happened and the race was cancelled. I'd really enjoyed the training up until that point and was up to around 14 miles, so I thought I had to keep going. I took a little break in the summer and then I found a marathon that was going ahead in October. It really wasn't the great experience I expected, being that it was a one mile loop and was part of a multi-day race series. I was pretty disappointed after I finished, not only with my time, but with the lack of joy I'd felt as there was no real spectators or anyone at the finish line. Fast forward to 2022, after listening to many, many more MTA episodes, I decided to try for another marathon. I'm pleased and proud to say that I finished the Philadelphia Marathon in the cold and wind this past November with a 42-minute PR, and I felt amazing. This was the experience I'd wanted all along. The amazing crowd support and volunteers made me feel overcome with joy. I'm so glad I found the MTA podcast, as I don't think I would have ever contemplated running a marathon, let alone two. Thanks again, MTA. Hello there. My name is Adolfo Salgado, and I live in Plantation, Florida. I became a long-distance runner when I was 12 or 13, and I did so because I started running with my dad. It was a little bit crazy in those days, and it was uh, quite an influence because at 17, I ran my first marathon. The year after he ran the New York City Marathon, he was the only person I ever knew who ran a marathon. And then uh, 40 years later, I am still running, and I have 11 marathons and uh, almost 50 half marathons since. So I've been a runner for life. Hi. My name is Rose. I live in Monroe, Washington. I started running long distance after I had my third child. I needed some me time for myself to have a clear mind and to regroup myself. And 20 years later, I have done over 20 marathons since. Hi, Angie and Trevor. My name is Stephen Geyer, and I'm from Ohio. I originally got into long-distance running as a way to help lose weight. Um, Eventually, I found out that the best way to do that is with a better diet, but nevertheless, I kept running, and after I got into it a little bit with a few races, I started to fall in love with the performance aspect of running a race. I grew up being in plays and musicals and choirs and there's something similar to me about running a marathon and training for it versus preparing for a musical. For each of those you have about three months to prepare and then you have a performance date. How well you perform is very much dependent on how well you prepared and so finding that similarity That's kind of why I've stayed in long-distance running, and I really relish the opportunity to perform kind of for myself and to see how well I do when it gets tough and how well you can prepare and stay diligent in that preparation. And so that's kind of how I've gotten into it and stayed in long-distance running. This is Sue Landa from LaGrange, Georgia. I started running at age 63 on a dare from my husband to run the Disney Princess Half Marathon. He had no idea that when I crossed the finish line that I would love the whole experience. So this is what you do in your old age. I'm celebrating 10 years of running this year. I just completed my 16th marathon 
and ran five marathons this year, including three major marathons in six weeks this fall. I love the positivity of running. It's contagious. I love my running tribe. My goals at the moment are Boston 23 and Chicago 23. And then fingers crossed for my entry into Tokyo 2024. I love running. It's changed my life. It has given me friends I would never have all different ages. And I love the energy it brings to my life. Cheers to 2023 and more running. Hi, my name is Nikki Kuntz, and I live in Cedar City, Utah. I became a runner really to get into shape, and along the way I found a wonderful community of other female runners who motivated me and challenged me and kept me going when things got really difficult. I found the podcast and just loved all of the interviews and tips and tricks and found this community that was very supportive and encouraging and I realized that I could do hard things and that was really just the adrenaline thrill that I needed. I loved being strong and confident and running a race and knowing that my body could do hard things and that has just kept me going. Hi Angie and Trevor, it's Dipti Pandya from New Jersey. I started my running journey at the age of 38. I realized at that time that I was so out of shape when I was getting out of breath going up a flight of stairs. I knew I had to make a change, so I put on a pair of sneakers and went out for a two-mile run. It was hard, but I felt so alive and I knew that I wanted to keep going. The longer distances that I went, the more alive I felt and the stronger I felt. And I started realizing that I wanted to keep pushing myself, both physically and mentally, and to see how far I could go. Being a part of this community has especially inspired me to continue going long distances. Seeing what everybody else is able to accomplish makes me realize that there's no limit as to what I can do. I'm excited by the idea of running adventures all around the world. I feel so blessed to be a part of this incredibly inspiring MTA community. Thank you for your awesome podcast and congrats on episode 400. Hi, my name's Michelle from Orlando, Florida. I got into long distance running basically to avoid depression. Um, my mother, who is my absolute best friend in the whole world, had just passed away from cancer. And I was drowning my grief in ice cream and vodka. And my boyfriend suggested that I run the Disney Star Wars 5K with him uh, as a way to kind of motivate me to get out of the house and, and do something that would distract me. And mentioned that he was running all three, the 5K, 10K, and half marathon that weekend. And that, quote-unquote, someday I could do that too, but not now, because that would be too hard. Well, I took that as a challenge, and I signed up for all three races, having never run a step in my life. And two months later, I did run all three of them, and it was brutal. I knew nothing about hydration or fueling. I wore cotton. I was chafed in places I didn't even know could be chafed. And uh, in the aftermath, I found Marathon Training Academy and decided that I I wanted to run a marathon someday. I was inspired and uh, I haven't looked back. It was almost five years ago. Since then, I've run 11 5Ks, 9 10Ks, two 10-mile races, nine half marathons, and uh, two full marathons. And uh, it's all thanks to MTA. So thank you, Angie and Trevor, for everything. You guys have created something that has touched and inspired countless lives, including mine. Happy 400th episode, and here's to at least 400 more. Thanks. 
Hey, hey, I'm down here in Mississippi with Molly Wilson, who has been listening to the podcast since episode one. Molly, thank you for having us down here. Thank you for coming. So I just want you to share your story. We are in your beautiful home, but all of this was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina and you guys rebuilt it. So I wonder if you can share that story. Um, Basically, Hurricane Katrina hit um, the Mississippi Gulf Coast in 2005. Um, We left basically with our children and our clothes on our back because our home was about 120 years old and it had survived all the other storms, even Hurricane Camille. So we thought we'll be fine. So you didn't grab a lot of valuables, maybe? No, medication. Um, I didn't even take my pictures. Then during the night, we were getting reports from the firemen and policemen in town saying this town is destroyed. And so daylight, we come back, we trek in and find... Start with that. You guys had to trek in. Yes. We made it about two miles away. um, And then we had to walk through knee-deep mud. Just to get back to your house. Just to get back. And literally, we walked past it. Nothing looked familiar. It was, everything was completely destroyed. It looked like a bomb had gone off. But yeah, I mean, our house was completely leveled. Um, The roof was sitting on the ground. Were you a runner back then? I was. I've been running for about 30 years. Um, I had back surgery when I was 14. My spine is fused. Before then, I was a dancer and a cheerleader and all that good stuff. So after I couldn't do that anymore, I had to find something to do with my energy. Yeah. So I started running. I did mostly 5Ks, and then I started looking for longer distances. But I didn't really hit, like, the marathon distance until after Hurricane Katrina. Um, I lost my husband a couple of years after that. Mm. And it just was part of my therapy. Um, I felt close to him when I was outside running. So that became my salvation. And I would stay out as long as I could until my mom would say, hey, the kids need you get back. So even after Katrina, it was very hard because the roads were destroyed. But it would get to the point where, you know, I would just be hopping over debris and just keep going as much as I possibly could. Some days I only got a couple of miles in because I couldn't go any further. But How long did it take to rebuild? And and you had started rebuilding. You and your husband started rebuilding before he passed away. Yes. Um, It took about two years. Okay. And even when he passed, like we still did, we were getting running water from a hose pipe. Mm. Um, We didn't have a front porch, front steps. We were using one little entrance in the back. Did you continue to train and to run then when you became a widow and you had two young kids at home? Yeah, that's when it really became important for me to run. I'm a family therapist. So just dealing with everything from my work, I worked with um, domestic violence and child abuse in the Navy Mm. at the time. And so, you know, my job was very stressful. So I was running, you know, before Katrina to help me process everything. But after my husband died, like I said, it really became important that I run probably five days out of the week. Um, It helped me put in a different frame of mind and a different place. And when I came home, I was happy and you know, yeah. could be mom. And if I didn't go run, I was usually a little cranky. And my son, my youngest son would tell me I need to go for a run. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so even if it was just a short, but that was the only thing that really kept me sane and listening to your podcast. Cause my husband was my cheerleader. Mm. Um, he always encouraged me to run and to do the best I could do. And when I lost that, it was really hard. Um, and then I found your podcast 
And it was almost like he was talking to me again. Like I had that, somebody had my back and I wasn't alone anymore. And so that's really, I mean, your podcast became very important to me. Y'all were like my friends. You're going to make me cry. I'm sorry. (laughs) But y'all were like my friends. And it's been that way ever since. But yeah, I felt like you guys had my back. The whole community, I met good friends. We've had some run meetups. We've had a number of MTA come do the Gulf Coast Marathon. So yeah, it's been an amazing experience. So the Gulf Coast Marathon is right here in Pass Christian. It starts here in Pass. And you've run it four times or so? At least four times, yeah. It's a beautiful area, and I went for, on a little run here uh, this morning. It's just some gorgeous houses down here on the coast. Yeah. And living down here, you're probably more heat acclimated than most people where hot weather running probably doesn't bother you as, as bad. As I'm getting older, it probably is affecting me a little more than yeah. what it did. But I try to get out by... 6.37 in the mornings during mm-hmm. the summer. I have great kids and friends and they will leave water out for me. So the heat doesn't bother me. And I joke when I hear people are running in you know, all these hot places. I'm like, come to South Mississippi in July and August. And I love the heat. So I'm not much for the cold anyway, so. Me neither. I don't know what I'm doing in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah, we left. It was like 30 degrees. And today I'm wearing shorts. It's like in the 70s, yeah. 70 degrees out there and humid. Well, thank you for your hospitality, Molly. And, and thank you for being a longtime listener since episode one and Academy member and just part of our community. And it's cool to, to meet uh, your son, Hunter, and to see uh, where you live in this beautiful town, Past Christian. Thank you. Thank you. We would like to say a big word of thanks to everyone who left a voicemail for this episode. You guys are awesome. Thanks also to Molly for hosting Tim and I, my brother-in-law, as we were passing through Mississippi. In just a moment, Coach Angie is going to share tips on how to start a strength training routine or how to restart one. Before we do that, we'd like to thank our faithful podcast sponsor, MetPro. So I got to do a little bit of traveling to races this year, and when I met with listeners at different places... I met people who had worked with a MetPro coach or are working with a MetPro coach, and it was really cool to hear people's stories. Um, just at the Richmond Marathon, I got to meet a listener named Parker who has just made amazing progress, like lost 40-plus pounds through MetPro, and which has, of course, impacted his running, which is the whole reason why he wanted to do it. Yeah, that's right. Listeners have heard us talk about our positive MetPro experiences, but you know, you really have to find out for yourself. And the experts at MetPro can help you fuel for performance, Um, lose fat if you need to, add muscle, change your body composition. Um, Whatever your goals are, they are highly equipped to do that. And it's not about perfection, certainly, because that's not the goal, but it's about uh, making progress over time and learning about how your body responds to food and your activity level. And you can really see a lot of progress that way. So check them out at metpro.co slash MTA. Get on a free consultation call, see if they can help you. If you decide to work with them, you get 500 bucks off if you tell them that we sent you. Metpro.co forward slash MTA. So now we want to talk about how to start or resume a strength training routine. Well, we talk a lot about the benefits of strength training for runners. And in an episode last year, we listed several of the benefits. Number one, it strengthens muscles, joints, and bones. Number two, it decreases injury. Appropriate applied strength training can help protect from running injuries, which is great news. 
Number three, it improves running form and economy. Number four, it increases endurance. Number five, it helps you gain more speed. And number six, it helps you burn more calories. So I know a lot of people have probably thought, oh, I need to get started with strength training. I keep hearing all these good things about it, or I need to get restarted. Um, I'm also in the getting restarted boat because I had surgery on October 31st. And so for six weeks, I haven't been cleared to do any high impact exercise or strength training. So I finally got cleared from my surgeon. And so I'm kind of in this boat of getting restarted with my strength training routine. Well, how hard was that for you to have to take six <laughs> weeks off? Very hard, as you can imagine. Yes. <laughs> and you haven't been running either. I mean, you've been walking every day, but you weren't cleared to run. Exactly. I was just able to start um, resume running this week. And so, of course, I'm starting back with a run walk plan because it's easy to get re-injured if you throw yourself back into what you were used to before. So you really have to listen to your body when it comes to restarting running or strength training. So there's a few points here about people who are interested in starting strength training or resuming it and kind of how to look at that. So the first thing is that it starts with your mind because we know that action follows belief. So it's really important to choose to get stronger or as ultra runner Sally McRae is fond of saying, choose strong. That's kind of her motto. Getting stronger doesn't simply happen on its own. You have to make a decision and then you have to have action that follows that decision. Number two, don't compare yourself to others or even previous versions of yourself. If you're new to strength training or resuming after some time off, it's important to begin again with the basics. You know, we can kind of psych ourselves out sometimes looking at previous versions of ourselves who are fitter or looking at influencers on social media who just look strong and they're doing these complicated workouts and throwing around all this weight, you know, but you have to start where you are right now. Do you remember when the term influencer first started to be used and people actually would call themselves that? It was like a positive term. <laughs> and now it's, it's kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah, because all they do is like spread insecurity to everybody <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> by showing off how good their life is. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to be um, a bad influence. <laughs> we don't want to be a bad influence. We don't want to uh, pretend that things aren't hard. <laughs> you know? Park there for one second. It's going to be hard for you to, to get back up to where you were pre-surgery. Yeah, and it's it's discouraging once you've been really strong and had this routine. And then, you know, I go to do like a plank now and it's like peter out after 30 <laughs> seconds. It's amazing how quickly your body can lose strength. But yeah. it's also amazing how there is muscle memory and you can regain that strength if you do it in a smart way. You don't want to do too much too soon when you're building back. Exactly. And that's why I encourage people to be in it for the long haul. You know, there's tons of programs out there that promise to whip you into shape in 30 or 60 days. And, you know, they get a lot of clicks because human nature is geared to want quick results. But we're here to tell you that quick results are not what you want. You want long-term sustainable results. And in order to really benefit from strength training, there really shouldn't be a finish line. Again, your mindset is key. Choose to get stronger for life, um, even beyond your running life. As we get older, we lose bone density, we lose muscle strength. You know, if you want to retain your mobility and your independence and flexibility, strength training is a huge part of that. Yeah, I like what Brad Stolberg says about having a physical practice. It just becomes part of who you are. It's how you, you know, enjoy your body. It's how you center yourself, how you live life to the fullest. And I think, you know, like running can give you confidence 
and help you step into a better version of yourself. Strength training is the same way. Um, Strength training can give you a lot of body confidence and just that knowing that you can do hard things. And finally, I encourage you to schedule your strength training. Things that are given space on your calendar are more likely to be prioritized. I found that hard things, time doesn't just pop up for them unless I'm proactive about making it happen. It's not like you have to be in the gym for hours either. So don't let that misconception hold you back. Even 15 to 30 minutes of strength training twice a week can make a very positive difference. Yeah, that's good to know. That's not a lot of time, 15 to 30 minutes. Exactly. Twice a week. Because sometimes we can just overwhelm ourselves before we even get started thinking like, I don't have an hour to be at the gym in addition to my running. So it doesn't have to be that long, especially in the beginning. You're going to get great benefits from just a focused, quick routine. And then, you know, as you get more experienced, if you want to add more time, you always can. And we've been talking about strength training frequently on the podcast. So now we're really excited to announce that we've added a strength training for runners program to the academy. So if you're an academy member, you get access right now to this. Any membership level, you can join today. And in addition to everything else we have in there, you'll get access to this new program. We realize that some people don't have any kind of strength training practice right now. So there is a beginner level that will focus on core and building up to being able to lift heavy. Uh, And then the advanced level, if you're already doing regular strength training, you have that foundation and you've heard about the benefits of lifting heavy and you want a program that specifically goes along with your marathon training plan, like like a 16-week training plan where there's a buildup and then there's a taper, the advanced program is designed with that in mind. That's right. There's two strength training workouts per week, and you can schedule those in where they fit best into your training plan. And the program comes with instructions and video demonstrations. So um, it's very user-friendly, and we hope people are really going to benefit from it. Yeah, you can check it out at MarathonTrainingAcademy.com. Of course, uh, we'll have a link with the show notes this episode. So if you're listening right there on your phone, boom, you should see the link to uh, become a member. If you've ever thought about joining, now's a good time. Uh, while this program's available for members, jump in. We'd love to have you train with us in the new year. And that brings us to the end of this episode, episode 400 in the books. We will see you at episode 500. Between now and then, we're taking a vacation. <laughs> We'll just play reruns for until. <laughs> no, we're just kidding. We got some fun stuff planned in the next year. I've got my eyes on some marathons I want to go do and content I want to create around that. So yeah, I think 2023. I almost <laughs> said four. Whatever the whatever the heck year it is. I think 2023 is going to be an epic year. Stay tuned for our next episode. We are going to talk about the big stories from the running world in 2022. Sort of a, a roundup. Year in review. That's right, year in review. So, Angie, you got a lot of work to do to get that together, don't you? I know, don't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys are awesome. Until next time, you have what it takes to run a marathon and change your life.